Welcome to Imposters Anonymous. For those of you who used to be somewhat regular listeners of the show, welcome back. Season 2 is officially underway, and though the fundamentals will remain the same, there will be some noteworthy changes. Of course, to any first-time listeners, as always, I highly recommend you take a moment to jump back to the intro of the project. It should be listed as a trailer for the show at the bottom of the list of episodes in your podcast player. It's only about seven minutes long and provides some pretty important context about the nature of this show, its aims, and how it differs from most. So again, I advise you starting there so that the premise of this project isn't totally lost on you. To my returning listeners, thanks for sticking around through the past couple of months, which have been pretty hot and cold from a content perspective. In short, a lot has changed since I decided to give this project a go. There have been plenty of ups and downs personally, and for the most part I think this show has reflected that, which honestly has probably been for the best. Much has been learned and many of my perspectives have evolved. The same can probably be said about each of my guests and hopefully you all as well. Which brings me to what will be different this time around. If there's anything to be gleaned from this project, it's that as individuals, our identities and perspectives are in a constant state of fluctuation and irreducible nuance. We're never quite the person we were a moment ago. Everything we experience changes us. Each conversation I have on this show is just a snapshot, a irrepeatable moment in time, a brief glimpse of what individuals can bring to the table. At the end of each episode, I could probably roll back the tape, start from scratch, and have a new conversation of a completely different nature, tone, and theme. So I think that about sums up where the project is heading. I guess I'll resist my inclination towards overexposition and wrap things up here, but one final update. I will begin trying to incorporate the audience's questions into episodes, both for recordings with recurring guests as well as solo Ask Me Anything episodes, so if there's anything you'd like to hear discussed or you'd like me to speak to specifically, please do give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter and send your questions. The audience isn't huge here, so there's a good chance your questions or topics will be featured. If you have anything at all, don't hesitate. I'd love to hear from you, and on that note, Thanks for giving this a shot, and I hope you enjoy the episode. You don't know how lucky you are being a monkey. The past is just a story we tell ourselves. control. All right. So welcome to Imposters Anonymous. Mitch, thanks for doing this, man. Absolutely. It's an honor, man. Thanks for having me on. Finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a long time coming, but uh, <laughs> no, I certainly appreciate you making time for it. And uh, inviting me here i feel like i i've gone to a, a wellness retreat today <laughs> we've had a good time here uh doing a little sauna a little breath work uh all kinds of stuff so i'm, I'm feeling good a little new calm little, little kratom yeah all, all the stuff man <laughs> how are you feeling 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 good man feeling relaxed yeah i definitely have the spa vibes going on right now mm-hmm <laughs> yeah, that might have to be uh, part of my new routine. Just yeah. every podcast. <laughs> well, we've been trying to do the breath work for so long. I, I, it's a, it's a soma breath work, and uh, I, I took a course on this a couple months back. And we talked about we both had a, a similar interest in the breath work world. And uh, I was like, you've got to try this. It's very different than anything I've done. You know, I've done 
Wim Hof and, you know, we talked about Breath of Fire and some yoga stuff. Nothing like this. What do you think? Was it different than what you've done? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think it, it combined a lot of different methods and techniques, which mm-hmm. I, was, I think was interesting. And I've definitely never been that deep or, or, or been in a, a state that was quite kind of quasi psychedelic from breathwork. Like I've gotten a lot out of it, but never quite on that level. So, mm-hmm. and especially kind of coming out of it, it was almost like a, I mean, not quite MDMA, but definitely a, a, a rush, a, a kind of internal warmth, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. And you were talking about, uh, the, the visuals. Mm-hmm. What was up with that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like, as I was saying, I'm not an intensely visual person. Like even when I've been on stronger doses of psychedelics, mm-hmm. I still am usually pretty like I'm, I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was getting kind of a kind of a purple focal point in, in my in my field of vision that at times when I was like we were in the longer like holds uh, when you're kind of getting deeper into that lack of oxygen, mm-hmm. I, would, I would get some kind of different flashes or mm-hmm. some some movement. Um, kind of within that circle, which which was definitely interesting because I, I never really get much of that at all. Yeah. Yeah, I get like a yeah, a big white, it's called into the light meditation. And I, I see this big white light. And, and I think what that is, is like the neurotransmitters resetting mm-hmm. is what I've heard from from doing like Wim Hof in the past. Mm-hmm. But yeah, did you did your hands do this? Like do the, uh, how, how can I describe what this is? Like contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't quite what you said. I definitely did at a point get like a little bit of a tightness yeah. in the hands. Um, they didn't really move much, but there was a little bit of vibration there. Right? I was the a vibration fun. is a good way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, um, it's like it's like a humming. And that's what that's when you whenever you do DMT. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, the higher dose. Like if you do a little bit, we do more. It sounds like a sound bowl. Mm. I almost kind of felt, I don't really hear a sound bowl, but it's like a, a vibration like that. And and when you're doing this breathing uh, routine, you are, uh, so it talks about the malabunda and your sex organs and bringing energy up from that. And what you're doing is you're, you're sending cerebro, uh, was a spinal fluid up your, up your uh, spine. And, and then it splashes onto your brain. Uh, it pushes up against your pineal gland and releases DMT. Mm. So that's what's going on when you're seeing colors and stuff. Yeah. It's my understanding. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, it, it makes enough sense. But yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting and I enjoyed it a lot. And I think is a, a good preamble to what I largely wanted to talk about today. I know you, I think it probably can be gleaned already that you're, you're someone who's very into the whole kind of health optimization mm-hmm. wellness landscape. Um, anyone who's, who's doing these sorts of things in their everyday life. Uh, yeah, anybody's it, got a sauna at their house is <laughs> into it. Right. For sure. <laughs> Drink but, the Kool-Aid. Um, Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But uh, yeah, I think maybe from a broader view, I I know you're someone who, and and even like the most strict uh, sense of the word, you've you've had a pretty significant, what one might call transformation in in life. Yeah. uh, As far as maybe what your your identity, your sense of self was in the past and, and what that is now. So I know there's a lot to that and, and you've you've been through a lot in your life, but I'm I'm curious more so from that angle, like what it's like to almost feel like a, a genuinely different person at, at this point in your life and, and what that journey's kind of been like for you. Dude, I feel like a new person every three to six months. You know, I look back and I'm like, man, what were you doing six months ago? You're so dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to dumb, but like you're just so different. And that's even something like with with Kate and I's relationship. 
uh, looking back, there was times where I was like really nervous because I was changing so rapidly because I kind of made a deal with myself. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to heal and there, we can unpack that. But um, as I did that, I, I constantly changed who I was, you know, I was a, a corporate America uh, sales guy. And mm-hmm. um, now I'm a health coach or I don't even know what to call it. Wellness coach, uh, um, you know, life coach, whatever. But um, yeah, it's different, man. I, I love it. I love changing and, and being different and, and doing things differently. And I'm, I'm, I love being the, obviously being the, the guinea pig and trying a bunch of new things and, mm-hmm seeing what works and ultimately sharing that with, you know, the clients that I work with. And, um, you know, I realized that if, if I could get better based on, you know, the, the journey that I'd been on as, as bad off as I was, um, if I can get better than anybody can get better. And I just want to share that with anybody. Cause I was, I was so passionate, like to come from, you know, feeling like crap all the time to you know, feeling awesome. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's certainly, certainly been a journey and I'm not a hundred percent yet. I would say I'm, I'm constantly working on myself. I've been through quite the, health crisis these last year or so, but, um, constantly, you know, learning new tools and building out the tool belt so that in, in different situations, whatever the case may be, you know, I'm equipped for the job, you know, and that's what I teach my clients. It's like, we want to build out your tool belt. So you've got the right tool for the job whenever mm-hmm. you need it. And, um, you know, the things that I've learned have certainly saved my life. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm just super grateful for them and I'm constantly learning to do new things and just enjoy the ride, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely the idea. And I guess maybe one thing I'm particularly curious about, which maybe we haven't talked about before, which is as someone who has has been through such a transformation, uh, whether it be physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever you want to call it, if I guess it's twofold the question, but do you feel like now like this is you, like the person that you you wake up every day, this this new person, is that do you feel like that's your default now? Or do you find at times like it is a, it's a battle or at times you kind of slip back into the way things used to be, or you're kind of having to continually work to be here. Or do you feel like you've kind of arrived in this, in this new form or is it? Uh, I feel like I'm constantly becoming more and more of myself, Mm -hmm. you know, um, do I have to work on it? It, It's it's like the first step and change is awareness. Right. Right. And so one thing I talk about with my clients too, is, you know, seeing the old self old patterns returning is a good thing Mm. and that gets me excited uh, because now i'm aware of it um what used to sideline me or derail me and um you know send me down a rabbit hole you know years ago months ago even um now i'm aware of those patterns and i've got these new tools that i keep talking about that i'm able to apply and 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 get out of the situation Mm -hmm. so there's a lot more awareness there and you know i'm constantly learning to love myself where um you know, I think, you know, 10 years ago, this journey started, I thought, I felt like I was broken. I, I needed to fix something. Mm-hmm. Uh, more and more, I'm getting to a point where I'm happy with who I am, uh, or I'm, I'm more and more happy with who I am every day. Um, and seeing those old patterns just like reminds me of how far I've come and, and reminds me of the journey. It, there's never, you never reach a destination, right. you know, with this kind of stuff, with, with self-improvement. Um, there's always it's a, it's a lifetime journey of, you know, how can I be better today? How can I show up and love more, love deeper, uh, help someone else. Um, and I love that part of me versus, you know, trying to make a bunch of money. And I mean, I don't think money's a bad thing, but like sure. if that was my only goal in the past was to make money and have, um, you know, the next new shiny thing. Now it's, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I still need money, but like, who can I help? 
Mm-hmm. Um, as I've went through this last year with all the health stuff, it, it's been more mindset and I, I love nutrition and exercise. And that's why it's hard to even say what I am and what I do now, because it's, it's so multifaceted, but everything's connected. And, um, it, it, there's a million ways to get up the mountain. You just got to figure out what's, what that person needs right now. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you're going to constantly evolve and, and change and, and, um, just, yeah, just love the process, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so one thing I'm always curious about, whether it be, I guess I've, I've interviewed some people who, who work in healthcare or in different environments in which ultimately the aim is, is to help people or is to be in service of others. Um, but I'm always kind of curious, is that, as, as of course, it's a, a theme at the core of this show, uh, imposter syndrome, is mm-hmm. that something you ever deal with when, when you're struggling? I know the past few months you've you've had a lot that you've been through health wise and, and you, you feel like you're, you're not at your best. You're, you're not bringing everything that you have necessarily to the table or you're, you're just struggling. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and in this way that these people that you, you work for, you, you serve also are, does that ever, does that ever weigh on you? Is that ever a challenge when you feel like I'm, I'm not necessarily, you know, the, the epitome of what I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. To, oh, yeah. To, Imposter to, syndrome is a big thing for me, man. for sure. I mean, like, I would, I would think, you know, who am I to, I'm suffering and I'm over here telling someone, cause it's been layers, man. It's like an onion. You're constantly peel, peeling it back. Right. Mm-hmm. And the things that I have healed, I've moved past. I don't identify with that anymore. It's really hard to even tell that story sometimes. Like mm-hmm. the old stories, Lyme disease, mold toxicity, heavy metal toxicity, being overweight, all these things. Um, but when you, when there's a new challenge and you're, and you're going through it and you're in the shit, like you're in the sucky part of it mm-hmm. and you're, you're suffering, you know, you're getting your ass kicked. Um, and then I'm hopping on a call and telling someone how to eat correctly, mm-hmm. you know, or move better or sleep better, or, you know, maybe it's something I'm dealing with. Like I had a lot of anxiety, uh, this past year that I had to deal with. And, um, and I'm over here telling people like this is, but, but ultimately, I'm not perfect. Um, and I, I've, I've gotten a lot better with that, but in the beginning, especially being a health coach, um, feeling like I've got to be perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> if I go to the grocery store and I smoked a joint before I went, I feel like I'm a, like a, I'm an <laughs> imposter. Like, who yeah. am I? like I've got to be this perfect person when, when realizing that we're all, no one's perfect. We, we're all dealing with something and being transparent of like, this is what I'm going through. And, and these are the things that are helping me. Um, all the challenges that I've been through make me a better coach, mm-hmm. makes me more empathetic, makes me have more tools when I get through it. It's like, wow. I mean, it's why you, you know, love the journey, not the, not the outcome. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing like manifestation work and you've practiced thinking and feeling in a way that you want to be, you know, practice being the person that has what you want. Um, when you get there to the outcome, you realize like you, it doesn't feel like a whole lot because you practice the emotions the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, and even this uh, recently after I've gotten through, you know, I feel like I've gotten out of the woods now. I'm feeling so much better. And it's like I've been doing so much work to get there and I've learned so much. Um, (laughs) And now it's like I just am just trying to learn to be Mm -hmm. versus like trying to do, do, do all the time. Yeah. And that's that's been a big theme of this last, you know, healing journey is uh, a quote that I love is is doing is for the is for the mind and being is for the soul. Mm. And, and really just surrender and, and, and allowing the intentions that you've put out into the universe to manifest by getting out of the way, mm-hmm. you know, and um, now I'm kind of getting down a rabbit hole and forgot what the question was even about, but 
Um, imposter syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. That comes up a lot, but I'm constantly working through that. And I feel like I deal with it now a whole lot better than I, I would have in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I realized that my, what's, uh, was it Sean, Sean Wells was on a podcast with me and Josh and he said, my broken is beautiful. Right. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, and, um, yeah, man, like it's, it's not, a, it's, it's about the journey. You know, it's about what you do, what you, how you respond, but you know, everybody's going through something. So being vulnerable and showing somebody like, Hey, and I think, I think it appeals to my clients because I'm not, you know, you're, you know, buff trainer that's never went through a tragedy, never had trauma in his life, never didn't understand what it is to, to suffer, to not feel good, to not get the result that you're working towards, you know, so I can, that can identify with whatever they're going through. And most of my clients are a version of me that, that I can help with. I, I, I've been there. I know, mm-hmm. I know what that feels like. Here's what you do. Right. Here's the best thing to do. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's not like I have a, the plan, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, I've been through a lot of, been through about, I feel like mm-hmm. almost everything, knock on wood, almost everything that you can go through in health. I've been through a lot of things and, um, I've learned a lot through that journey and I can share a lot with other people. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that is kind of a, an essential prerequisite in a way to, to be able to, help people in that sort of role is mm-hmm. that you, you kind of have to, you kind of have to go through the shit yourself, at least on some level mm-hmm. to, to be able to empathize because it's, it's one thing for someone to, to tell others what to do. But when people, when there's lived experience there, I think people can feel that. Right. And I think when they can tell that it's coming from a place of, of real compassion versus like, I, I just, you know, read some information and I know yeah. this is good Until for you. Until you spend know. time in the trenches, it's just theory, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. you're just researching like mm. you don't you don't in theory this is gonna work but how, how, how do you know mm. well i've been there i've crawled <laughs> <laughs> i've crawled before i walked and, and now i'm running and 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 you can too and that's, that's a part of inspiring people as well it's like hey i've been there i know what it's like you can get out of this mm-hmm. yeah i'm kind of curious on that front i know and correct me if i'm wrong but maybe uh you know one of your traumatic brain injuries was maybe a a rock bottom of sorts or, or a turning point for you. And maybe, maybe it's not, but either way, do you feel like there was kind of a, a first step or, or a catalyst to, to this trajectory that you've been on for a long time or, or where you started where it was like, obviously you've changed on so many fronts, but was there anywhere that you felt like this was that, you know, important first step to, to put you on the path that you've, mm-hmm. you, you kind of still find yourself on? Yeah. So when the most recent traumatic brain injury, I was hit by a dump truck. Um, I had, <laughs> I had just spent the last couple of years working through Lyme disease and mold and heavy metal and, and pre-diabetes and non-alcoholic fatty liver and, you know, debilitating anxiety and, um, was finally feeling better and just doing my coaching thing and was getting out there and we moved to Durham and we're, you know, meeting new people and <clears throat> I'm going to meet a, a, a client one day for a hike and I'd, was texting and driving and went through a stop sign. I got hit by a dump truck and uh, woke up on the side of the road, um, traumatic brain injury. You know, um, luckily I didn't have any <clears throat> physical damage, but I mean, I had, I had uh, post-concussion syndrome for a year. So I've been working really insomnia is one thing I'd worked on. I'd, I'd fix that. And I'm, I'm sleeping really good at the time. And that went out the window. So like mm-hmm. all this new found uh, uh, freedom, if you will, um, I felt like it was taken from me, you know, and I was, I was super grateful to be alive, you know, and I felt like I'm here for a reason. If, if, 
you know, I feel like I've got like nine lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, I, I went to see, I, I was just really, it was rock bottom. And um, because I didn't know how to get out of this one, you mm-hmm. know, and um, what I had done to this point was like nutrition and lifestyle changes and biohacking and um, you know, exercise and things like that. And, uh, you know, I was told, hey, you can't exercise for the next <laughs> three months. It ended up being like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't sleep at all. And so I had to, but, but it's like, I'd, I'd already learned how to fight, you know, I'd learned how to not give up. And so I was like, what do I need to learn? And, and I went to see the doctor and she gave me this book and it was by Dr. Joe Dispenza and it was becoming supernatural. Mm. And so I, it was really about manifestation and mindset and, and how, you know, we pair a thought with an emotion and that, that, that is our reality. That's how we, um, man, that's how we create our future is with a, a thought and a, and a feeling. And I, and I did like a, a couple months of, you know, doing these meditations and, and really doing like an inventory check on my, on my thoughts. And man, they were shit. They were terrible. I, it was, it was, I was a victim. I thought I was never going to get better and look really good on the outside. But I realized that the inside was, you know, it's just, that's where I needed the work. Mm-hmm. And so that was a major turning point for me where I, I, I mean, before that I, I thought mindset and, and, manifest all these things that would be so woo you know and now i love i am the woo guy now <laughs> but um you know that journey that was rock bottom and ultimately i i, I feel like i'm manifest now i feel like i manifest everything and, and i've you know i'm on the path and, and things are happening a whole lot quicker but it's because i and it's been it's been an, an ongoing journey of with the mindset you know um but that was a big thing for me and i re- and that's what i started bringing that into my into my um coaching program and i realized that the battle is between the years Mm. right and yeah i mean why are you hiring me you're hiring me because you want to look good feel good perform well you want to reverse some kind of diagnoses um and 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 most people know how to eat and they they need to move and Mm -hmm. you know um wellness is different for everybody based on their goals but what there's there's some kind of limiting belief in there some kind of experience coming out of trauma um, that keeps them from doing what they want. You know, maybe they think they're not good enough or, um, they don't deserve it or there, there's a lot of fear there and, and, and healing to me, dis-ease in the body to me now is a mismanagement of energy. Your body has everything that it needs to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we are suppressing traumas and emotions and feelings and, um, things from the past, we have no energy to, to heal our body. So we have to go in and, and to, and take inventory and, and start to rewire the brain and start to, you know, is this serving me? Do I want to believe this anymore? And if I don't, what do I want to believe? Mm-hmm. And then the more that you can, uh, you know, catch yourself during the day when that old person arises, you know, tell yourself to stop and change or, or do something different. That That's rewiring the brain. In the beginning, feel like a crazy person. You're talking to yourself and mm-hmm. these, these, these grooves, these, uh, connections in your brain, they're deep, man. And, and it, it's not easy to, to get out of your own way, but it's a process and it's worth it. And, you know, as you peel back the onion, there's new things that are going to come up. That's why it's, it's constantly, constantly a, uh, a work in progress. But on some level, I chose this journey. I chose this, uh, the situations that I've, I've found myself in to, to heal and to, to heal and to, uh, find out what my purpose is 
dude, before all this stuff, I didn't know what the hell I want to do. I, mm. You know, I went to business school just because I thought that was going to be good. I, I went and worked for my family and learned so much. And it was a great experience, but I knew I didn't want to be there. But then I got sick and I got my life taken from me and I fought like hell to get it back. And I realized like this is, and, and it started with anxiety and everybody thinks like my anxiety or my, whatever you want to call it, my situation is worse than anybody else's. Well, everybody's going through something. And I re- I was pretty bad off. Um, and if I could get better, I realized anybody could do it. And I was like, I finally had a purpose. I finally felt like, oh man, like I got to share this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and it started with like, you know, this is how I eat and I, I feel better if I eat better food and went through every diet you can do and found biohacking. But ultimately the the mindset's everything, man. That's real healing. Like the, the energe- ener- energy healing, you know, that's that's really, I, I'm I'm taking a class to, to be a medium now, you know, to, uh, uh, to communicate with the spirit world, to, um, help people heal energetically. Like I have, I mean, that's this past year, uh, going through long COVID twice. Um, it was more of an energetic healing than anything else. The fear that I was faced with, like getting rid of that. And I mean, it's, I would say getting rid of it, like reducing it, Mm -hmm. you know, being more aware of it, having tools to, uh, combat that to 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 feel more like myself to get in touch with my higher self and and um and my purpose and and get out of my own way mm-hmm. and uh yeah that that book and, and dr joe dispenza i mean that changed my life and and that's what i've just been engulfed in for the last two or three years mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's it's looking back it's hard to believe that's like what i think health and wellness is now but um you know, it's, it's everything. It, it's all, it, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. And, um, some people, you know, some people aren't ready for that yet. Like the mind, it's, it's, it's a scary door to open. Yeah. You know, I have clients that, uh, I mean, I remember meditating for the first time. I couldn't close my eyes. I was terrified of what was inside there. Mm. It, it was ugly, man. It was, it was scary. And I have clients that open that door and they like, you can see the oh, whites yeah. of their eyes and they're like, I am not ready for this. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about health and wellness is, is that it's a process, man. And like, there's so many other things that we can capitalize. Like you start eating better, you start feeling better, you're moving better, your brain works better, you're sleeping better. Now maybe a couple months down the line, you've made all these changes and you've seen like, wow, I, I really can make a difference with when I when I start to look at the how I'm acting and behaving and eating and sleeping and all these things. And and maybe it's time to take inventory of this of this brain thing. Like let's let's look and see what my thoughts are are, are telling me and and what am I manifesting with that. Um. So everybody's journey is different. And, um, you know, I said it earlier, there's a million ways to get up the mountain. You just got to figure out what yours is because there's, there's no linear path. It's up and down and um, you're constantly evolving, becoming somebody new. But I, I just keep going back to the awareness thing, like seeing that old person. You're going to see that old person several times. You're going to roll up to a stoplight. You're going to see them. You're going to wave at them and you keep driving. <laughs> you know, yeah. you still love that part of you. That part, that person got me here. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that part of me. I, like looking back on this journey too, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. I got my teeth kicked in a lot, and I'm there. Would be I, I'm not done. I'll, I'll probably I'll get my. I know I'll get my teeth kicked in again, but like I'm more equipped for it now. Yeah. Um, wouldn't give that back for anything. It, it made me who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, sometimes it does feel like I'm changing so much that. Uh, but I'm still the core. At, at the core, I'm still me. Right. You know? But it's yeah. just a, an evolved me, a more aware of me, and uh, more room to to love and to to um, share that love with other people. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think that's what life is about: is, is love, man. And 
that was a hard thing for me is learning to love myself and you know, you got to love yourself to do this kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. That's a, that's a very important point. And I think just to jump back a little bit, one thing that I guess you kind of indirectly said or spoke to was that state of, of curiosity basically mm. is, and I think a lot of people, whether you're, you're dealing with some sort of trauma, some sort of major event in life, some sort of rock bottom, you're, you're forced into this state of curiosity mm. because mm. you don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm. You, you don't know where you really are or where to go. And so almost by necessity, you're open to anything mm-hmm. where in your everyday life, things are going okay, or maybe they're not going great, but it's, it's, it's good enough. You're getting by. It's, it's often hard to, to be curious unless mm-hmm. that is your natural state. But when you're faced with a, a massive challenge where you're just like, I, I don't know, how I'm going to get through this. You kind of have to start looking in places you wouldn't otherwise. And mm-hmm. you get into this state of, of just having an open mind and kind of what you spoke to, before is a lot of the stuff you might you might call woo or you might have a degree of skepticism looking at them as potential solutions but at the end of the day all kinds of different things work for all kinds of different people and it's it's more about how you feel at base day to day more than anything else mm-hmm. and so who is anyone to say what might work for someone else if if their mind is open and they're they're able to approach it with the right mindset right mm-hmm. so i think that that's definitely a a commonality that I've, I've picked up on on in people's stories kind of like yours where it's whether they face a trauma or not when you get into those points in life where you're just like hey i'll, I'll try anything mm-hmm. if, yeah. if it helps yeah and you're gonna you're gonna have some misses right <laughs> you're gonna oh. have some things that feel like a big waste of time oh yeah uh you're gonna lose some money you're, you're gonna lose a lot of things but at the same time when you when one you know dart hits the bullseye you know it you, and <laughs> you, you hang on to that and yeah. that that starts to build some momentum so mm-hmm. um it's definitely an interesting point but mm-hmm. um yeah i think anyone that meets you maybe anyone who's, who's listened to you for the past 25 minutes probably gets the sense that you're you're a pretty positive person you're a pretty high energy person when i first met you that that was one of the you know, the major impressions i got you know you you seem to have a certain uh energy in, in your life you you like to do things you like to move you you bring an energy to a room and, and you just seem like you you love your life which again is very much a compliment uh yeah thank you but at the same time i'm just curious because i've gotten to know you better and, and even the story you just told now which i guess there's a an even more difficult side to that you know when you you got in that accident i know you've talked about the fact that you lost your dog who you were you were very close with in that accident and I know you've dealt with some other losses in your life that that are incredibly difficult to handle, and I'm I'm curious how, uh, even personally, because it's something I struggle with at times. Uh, if, if there's any tools or, or or ways in which you found it helpful to kind of overcome this sense of of survivor's guilt or being able to just enjoy your life and love your life despite the fact that there there is a lot of negative that you can always fall down to, and, and the fact that you have lost a lot in your life. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's uh, seeing the seeing the positives that came out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, these things I can't change what happened, but these things ultimately happened for a reason and <clears throat> made me more have to for, force me to change and, and be more empathetic, more loving, and um, have to constantly reinvent myself. Um, and it's like it's almost in honor of those people that we've left behind or um, that weren't well, that weren't so fortunate. Um, you know, I always say when you're feeling your worst, one of the best things you can do is to go help somebody else. 
And mm-hmm. that's, that's going to always, I mean, there's several, several days, times when I didn't want to get out of bed. And what got me out of bed was the person on the other end of the phone that I knew I had to help. And if you know, it was going to make their day better. Mm. And, and, um, that's the best feeling in the world is, is seeing somebody is helping someone else and, and watching them grow and, and watching them do the impossible. Uh, one of the things we do and talk about in my coaching is seeing, seeing impossible and seeing the word impossible and, and, and reframing it for I'm possible. Mm-hmm. And so the things that I've been able to overcome and, and uh, it felt like miracles and seeing and, and creating a, a miracle type situation quotation mark for someone else, whatever that means for them. And it just makes your heart fill up, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's uh, that's what it's all about. And so taking these hard knocks that I've had to go through and turning them into a way to help someone else and seeing that change someone else's life, cause it changed my life. Um, that's what keeps me going, man. Like every time, <laughs> as soon as I got in that car accident, I was like, well, here we go. What, what am I going to learn now? Yeah. You know, going through this COVID stuff, um, <laughs> I had to dig deep. I had to constantly reinvent myself and, and, and go to a different level to heal and, and, and be able to demonstrate and, and, and show that for someone else and to, to walk them through their journey and to hold their hand and, and let them know, like, you, you got this and here's some tools to do it. And, and when you see them, that 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 sparkle in their eyes is back or you know they got the swagger with if they want again you know that uh that's what it's all about man I and mean, you can't focus on you do it in the honor of the people that you left behind um you know my brother killed himself um i realized that i i was going through a lot of the same stuff that he was struggling with mental illness you know mm-hmm. anxiety and things like that and i realized you know I, I can't take that back but i can i can help other people that are going through that mm-hmm. you know um, you know, in his honor, and I, I know yeah. he would be proud of that. Yeah, and that and that's what that's what it's about, man. It's it's reframing it. It's reframing it. You know, life isn't happening to you; it's happening for you. Mm. You know, um, the when we suffer, when we have challenges, that's the greatest gift you can have. Yeah, and in that moment, you have to realize that, and you have to say, "Thank you, God. Thank you so much." For, for giving me an opportunity to grow and to change and to get better. Mm-hmm. And I get reminded of that all the time. Of course, immediately I want to have fear. I want to think, oh my God, I'm going backwards. I can't do this again. You know, but uh, let go and let God and um, turn to surrender, turn over to him, put the intention out there of what you want. And the universe is going to respond, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is no... So it, everything happens for a reason. And if you can look at it like that, you can have purpose and passion behind that. Um, then I think, I think that's a whole lot better than feeling like, you know, you got a, a shitty deal at life. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, it's a reframe. It's a mindset. Um, mine's not always been perfect and I've grown a lot in this past year, but, um, and, and by no means do I want to stand up here and act like I'm perfect and that everything's beautiful in my world. And it's, it's a huge compliment for you to say like, you, know, you seem like you're a really positive person. I work on that really hard, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's been many times I didn't feel like that, but you know, those thoughts are, you know, Josh says, uh, Josh Perry, you know, fear is a thought and, and thoughts can be changed. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the kind of the journey that I've been on is really taking inventory on what's going on behind the scenes for me. And, um, that's real healing, you know, but everybody goes, crosses that bridge at their own pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and I guess with all that, 
in the rear view, and I know this is kind of a tough question to answer uh, quickly for, for someone who has your experience and uh, who does as many things on, on a day-to-day basis to kind of take care of yourself, but maybe something that, that hopefully we can leave the audience with. I'm just curious if there's anyone listening right now who who wants to to start, right? They, they, they want to start in, in any sort of direction, and we can say that's, that's broadly positive. Uh, is there any maybe thing or, or maybe a couple of things, if that makes it easier that you feel like are simple, accessible, anyone could do that, uh, are, are steps in, in the right direction or, or things that have worked for you in the past, just to kind of start taking baby steps, uh, that, that maybe aren't super obvious, you know, the sorts of things that, that, uh, you feel like you kind of give to those that you help that seem to reliably be, you know, good sources of, of positive momentum. Yeah, I mean, I tend to look at our ancestors for answers for things like that. I, I feel like this world, you know, we've got food on every corner. We got instant gratification. We got Amazon showing up at your back porch. You got food on, you know, fast food, and um, we don't even know what real food is or hunger anymore. And, and I think getting back to the basics is is the best thing you can do. And and that can be look as simple as uh, eat real food. You know, if if it comes in a package, you know, maybe that's not the best idea. If it's got a, if it's if it uh if it grew out of the ground or it walked on legs at one point like that's a that's probably good to eat mm-hmm. um you know movement try to move more throughout the day sitting all day long is one of the worst things that we can do for our health and for our mobility for our uh gosh for our brains so you know if somebody you don't have to go bite off more than you can chew you don't need this radical change you know try to get 10,000 steps in a day move mm-hmm. set a timer and move for 2 to 3 to 5 minutes uh every hour mm-hmm. you know um get to bed on time, you know, uh, get, we've lost our connection with the earth. You know, uh, there's so many benefits to putting your bare feet on the, on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're in a world of Wi-Fi and cell phone towers and radio waves and all these things. And that really messes with, uh, your, your physiology. And I'm not saying I don't enjoy the, I got, we got Wi-Fi in the house right now, but like I make a point to turn it off at nighttime and, and put my bare feet on the ground, you know, getting out there and getting sunlight, you know, getting some vitamin D going. Vitamin D is responsible for so many things in the body. You know, drinking clean water, um, and and if you're drinking super filtered water, making sure you add some electrolytes to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so 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 move frequently, and and play, like just freaking enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, exercise does not have to be like I'm going to go do these reps, and that's not fun for a lot of people. Like, go throw the frisbee, go, I don't know, go for a hike in nature. Like, mm-hmm. connect with nature, put your bare feet on the ground, eat real food, move your body. Uh, you know. Um, go to sleep at a reasonable time, you know, drink clean water and put some salt in it. Like mm-hmm. you do those kind of things right there and you're kicking ass and then you're going to be feeling so much better. You don't, people don't know how bad that they feel. And I've said this so many times I look back and I'm like, wow, I really felt like shit. And I didn't know it. Mm. You know, so once you, once you feeling a whole lot better and, and now you're more capable, now you're like, damn, I got a lot of energy. Maybe I, maybe I do want to work out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that would be fun. Um, and then it's just, you're, you're constantly peeling back the onion, but I think sticking to the basics is where everybody should start. Mm. I think what you put in your mouth, um, the way that you move, uh, you know, having connection with nature, I think those are some great places to start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you, I mean, you, you can't go wrong there. You, you hit it on the head. And but... it's all free for the most part. I mean, food's not free, but you gotta, eat. <laughs> you gotta eat three times a day. Um, might as well make a better decision. I always say there's, there's always a better decision if you know what to look for. So it's better start figuring that that stuff out mm-hmm. and you know dude hire somebody um 
I, I, I devoted my life to doing this and we said it earlier, I banged my head. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, lack of a better word. I, yeah. I did so many things wrong and hurt myself in so many ways. And really ultimately it's a whole lot easier than I made it. Um, but it, but it's, how do you know what's right? There's so much misinformation out there. Um, we're being lied to by, you know, whoever's putting together the standard American diet and, mm. um, yeah. you know, the pharmaceuticals, not to say that they're bad. Uh, they definitely have their place, but they're overprescribed. Um, so, so maybe hiring somebody for a period of time, I'm not saying hire me, but you know, if that made sense, like, yeah, I, I love to help people like that. I, I, anybody from a beginner to somebody trying to really dial things in, um, spending that money, spending the money for yourself and investing in yourself is, is worth, I, I have coaches. I constantly invest in myself because I don't have all the answers. And I don't have the time to try and get it wrong anymore. I, I want to know, I want to know how to do it correctly, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so save yourself some time with that. But it's also something to be said for doing it yourself and learning what works for you. Cause what works for you might not be what works for everybody else. Right. But working with a professional is going to have some options, um, that you can try out for size and, and, you know, see what works. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great place to start. And, and I think it's, some people always have that instinct to, to kind of hunker down and, and deal with everything themselves, mm. but just getting any other source of opinion, getting someone else, uh, not walking that path alone, whatever that looks like for mm. you, I think is, is, is an incredibly important thing to do. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, you've got a fascinating story and, and I'm, I'm excited to keep tabs on it. I'd, Excited to meet the uh, the new Mitch in, in three to six months, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I know we're working with some time constraints here today, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's really what this season is all about is is just starting conversation. So this is uh, this is not meant to stand alone, right? This is this is something we'll do more over time, and I'd, I'd love to keep track of of how you change and, and how you progress and and all of that and how how the dynamics change. So this is this is just the beginning. Of, of the conversation for us. And again, I, I appreciate you making time for this. I think you've, you've added a lot of value to the guests today and, and, uh, shared a lot that I, I certainly gained some insight from. So again, Mitch, thank you. And, uh, I'll see you next time. All right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate the opportunity. It was, it was, uh, my pleasure. All right, man. Well, thanks y'all for joining and, and we'll see you soon. So if you've made it this far, Hopefully it's because this project has resonated with you in some way and added value to your life. And if so, it would be great if you could take that next step to do any of the things that people are always asking you to do. Subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share with a friend, give us a follow on social. I know it can feel like a chore, I get it, but it is all rather simple and easy, (laughs) a lot easier than listening to this whole episode. So any support really does mean a lot to me and goes a long way towards helping this show and its message grow. The simple fact that you're still listening at this point already makes this whole thing worth it for me. Anything else is just gravy. Remember, again, please do send your questions and topics to at impostorsanon on Instagram and Twitter. I welcome them all and would love to hear from you. And oh, If you could be interested in coming on this very show, shoot us a message. Seriously, there are no requirements. I'm always looking for new guests with unique perspectives. I don't care about how many followers you have or where you went to school, and I certainly don't want to read your resume. I just like having interesting, candid conversations. So why not? You're all already a part of this project in my eyes, but I'll give it a rest for today. Thanks again. 
your perspective is valuable and I'll see you next time.